Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ, I'm here with Dan and Colin. How are we feeling today, guys? Uh, you know, we took last week off, our season's over, but we have just a fun and exciting off-season to look forward to. The draft, free agency, getting new toys, as we like to say. But uh, what's been what's been going on with you guys the past few weeks? I feel like a like a new retiree, you know, just sailing off into the sunset. Nothing but blue skies ahead. We got our favorite part of the year coming, and this time uh, we've got competent people steering the ship. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good too. I mean, the uh, the only thing that that kind of scares me is you know the the possible coaching situation where we might not have our coordinators that head both sides of the ball but we shall see if that's the case and we'll get into that i definitely want to start with that because i think it's the most important thing to do but before we do that let me you know big up the sponsors and whatnot um don't forget follow big blue united facebook twitter instagram our homeboy ian is out there sharing all kinds of fun information and deals and all kinds of stuff so you should give him a follow for sure you can follow us bbu pod boys of the z um i don't haven't been tweeting so much because when I go on Twitter, it's just like, for some reason, it's no Giants things and it's just libs of TikTok and Matt Walsh tweets. <laughs> that is the big blue BBU pod boys feed. And I don't follow any of these people. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. But it makes you, me sad to look at. Th- there must have been some algorithm thing where you got into a spat with someone who that person just so happens to follow all of these awful pages yeah, i mean i try not to do any political spats in there i won't say i never do because you know <laughs> it's just in my nature um i'm a person with strong moral convictions uh and when i see injustice i feel the need to call it out yeah 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 also real sjw yeah you know? yes exactly i'm i'm, I'm a sjw i'm a, a white knight mm-hmm. i don't know i i move the goalposts. Mm. i do straw well, mans yes uh I don't know what the what the other things people say, uh, I, but I most certainly have never done my research. No. That I can assure you. Yes, no research, never done it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, don't forget to download the DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN, and we have a sponsor today, which is Asobu. Um, AsoboBottle.com is their website. They are a company that make water bottles, uh, stuff for like your barware, your your alcoholic beverages, your sleeves, your koozies, um, fitness supplies, pet supplies, coffee, tea bottles, more. Dan, they sent you something over. You want to tell us some more about it? Wow. Oh. Unit. oh, you mean an Asobu bottle? Check this thing out, man. This is incredible. This is called the Mighty Jug. This holds 68 ounces of liquid. It keeps cold water cold for 24 hours and hot water hot for 12 hours. Um, <laughs> do a coffee challenge with this thing. Yeah, get your, get your day going. Good. You'll never go to sleep again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, I, I I really like it. It's it's an, it does keep your your liquids the proper temperature, the desired temperature. This one holds a lot of it. I've been trying to drink a lot more water because apparently that's a good thing to do. And if you drink, you know, one of these a day, you're probably doing okay. But I'd like to drink two a day. That's really if you if you do the math, you're supposed to be drinking like 120 ounces when you weigh you know, 200 pounds plus, uh, anyway, uh, excellent, excellent water bottle, uh, durable. There's a great guarantee on it. If this thing gets damaged or whatever, they'll, they'll reimburse you fully, um, with a new water bottle. So it's a, there's a lifetime, uh, guarantee on it. Um, it seals. It doesn't, there's no condensation on the outside. The super high tech, um, quality is excellent. And there's a lot of like, 
water bottles out there, competitors you might have seen. Um, this, I, I believe, from what my re- my you know very short market research, um, at least price wise, comes in below a lot of those, but the quality is um, is just as good or, or even better. So very very pleased with this. Uh, there's like a hundred different options for kinds of bottles as well. Um, so definitely check out the website. TJ said it. It's a S O B U. That's a Sobu bottle.com. Do your bottle.com. Yeah, Dan, I have yeah, to do your say, bottle I research. On, I went on the website and, and I do agree with, the, with you with about the pricing. Cause I, there is another brand out there that I mostly associate with, uh, dudes getting drunk in the middle of the woods, um, yeah. out of their cooler of that brand. Mm. Um, and this is a very similar, I think product to that and much better priced in my opinion. So nice. check them out. Get Nothing yourself hydrated. Yeah. Looks sick. Can I take that to the brewery and get it like a growler fill? Yeah. Yeah. As Only well. these bottles, not, not those other, oh, not that other fill. brand. That's very specific things. No, like that, what you have right now, like yeah, yeah. 60, like growler 60 brands. I don't know if they, if they fill up a uh, stainless steel one. It might no, have I'm glass. saying that uh, very particular. this brand, a Sobu yeah. has an agreement with every brewery in the country. And if it's a Sobu bottle, they will fill it up. If it's a, you know, a Sasquatch bottle, they will not. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Now that's, now that's, you know, the selling point. And if they don't, me. email us at bigblueunited.com. Dan, Dan's waiting. <laughs> email Dan, bigblueunitedpodcast at gmail.com. You complain, he will reimburse you fully. <laughs> for the growler pour. <laughs> Just have to find him first. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, Colin, I do actually want to talk about Wink and Kafka since I think that is really actually the kind of yeah. the most important thing going on with the Giants right now. That's actually good for a band. Not be talking about what? What is Winking Kafka? Winking, Winking Kafka. Kafka. Yeah. That's like Breaking Benjamin, or mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Oh, you guys want to see Winking Kafka at the Chance, bro? Yeah. Strode Choker's opening. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> It's the off season, you know. You're gonna have to bear with some of this stupid humor that we're gonna be. I doing. mean, it's technically I mean, not the off season yet, but yes, it's, it's our off season. Yes, yes. We can talk about the Super Bowl later. Who gives a, a hoot about mm-hmm. it? For the majority of people, it's the off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. So Kafka is on his second interview, a front runner for the um. What is it? The Cardinals head coaching Cardinals, job. Yeah. Um, down to apparently, down to him and Bengals DC Lou. Anarumo? Oh yeah, that guy's it? been that guy's been needing a, a head coaching job for years, so that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I've the heard spectrum. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores in the mix as well. Flores is in in uh, Viking. He's a Viking defensive yep. coordinator. Oh okay, okay, good for him. Good for him. I'm glad he mm-hmm. got a, a a legit job again. Um, and also apparently Wink is a front runner for the Colts job. Um, I'm that reading seems perfect. Mainly up against Shane Steichen, the Eagles head coach or Eagles. I'm sorry, Eagles uh, offensive coordinator. Um, so the likelihood of these guys leaving is pretty high at this point. I, I think I want to start with Wink because I don't remember if it was one of you that texted this, and I fully agree that Wink Martindale and Jim Ursay probably just boys immediately. They're probably up in Indiana, probably Drinking. you know, Drinking. having a couple, a bunch of three Floyds, some Alpha Kings, some zombie dusts, uh, you know. And bonding over, telling each other stories about you know driving uh, drunk, after driving, take, drunk. driving after taking Xanax. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a match made in heaven. I mean, what do you guys feel? You guys feel like like Wink might be gone? I mean, I, I I think I said this to you guys too a couple of weeks ago when this started coming up. I figured that it was more realistic for Wink to go because he only has so much time left as a coach in the NFL. 
and he's been a, a, a coordinator for so long that this is kind of a last stab. He'd be more willing to jump for a deal that, uh, I don't know, maybe is, is more team-friendly just for the sole fact of getting the opportunity. Uh, granted, he's going to be paid a lot anyway, so it doesn't matter. But Kafka, uh, he, he can get it. I think it would be stupid if he did. That's what she said. Um, yes, uh, I didn't quite meet it like that, but, um, I think it would be foolish for him to, to jump at, at that sort of an opportunity this early on. He's only been offensive coordinator for one season. And, you know, I feel like that spells, uh, Josh McDaniels, like through and through just fail somewhere else to come back home or, mm. or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to see that for him. Is it going to happen? It might. I think it would be really terrible to lose both of them. I'd be all right losing Kafka over Wink. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. Absolutely. <clears throat> Here's why. We have Brian Dable. He's, he's the offense guy. If we lost Wink, that's kind of starting over, unless you have someone who's like a disciple of Wink. And no one's a disciple of Wink. Exactly. Um, I think I, I, I quibble with uh, McDaniels uh, or Josh, Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Josh Daniels. Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, yeah, yeah. okay. Because uh, from by all accounts, Kafka isn't a total douche. <laughs> so there might be a little bit different success Fair. there. And he's probably not going to draft Tim Tebow. Um, True. I, th- I think that's an interesting spot for him in the skill position players they have and the chance to work with Kyler Murray. Um, sort of a wide open offense that can do a lot of things if they draft well, and there's a lot of things up in the air at the same time because Steve Keim is gone, and I don't know that they have a GM yet. Do they even have a GM? Uh-huh. Um, it's certainly an uh, interesting place to go, but there's a lot of unknowns. I agree. You know, from our perspective, it makes sense for him to stay and only increase his value by being in the system longer, learning more mm-hmm. from Dable. Um, I think for the exact reasons that he should stay in New York are the reasons that that Wink should probably leave. I think Wink Martindale is a very much a known commodity in the NFL. You know, he did, had a great season for sure for us, but he also still was Wink. You know, he blitzed on 48% of the snaps, which is like <laughs> almost like double the, the second most in the league. Um, you know, if someone, I don't know that there's a ton of teams that are a looking to hire defensive coordinators and B looking to, hire such an extreme defensive coordinator. Mm. If it is a, a match made in heaven with uh, the Colts, I could definitely see him going and giving it a shot. Um, and he might boomerang back because, you know, w- we know he's a great motivator on the defense, but you know, what, what does he know outside of defense? Uh, well, he would, running he would have program. To, he'd have to get someone coming in with an, uh, you know, that he trusts for an offensive mind. Sure. I mean, I and maybe he, take a lesson from Dable, right? Like not, yeah, retreading and sort of getting the best available getting different referrals that kind of thing it's so funny that'd be that. interesting to watch yeah because i mean he in what was that there was an article either in the middle of the year or in the beginning of the year about how wink himself was just like i was floored yeah. by the whole hiring process never seen anything like it yeah never yeah and i was like i need to be a part of this because i've never seen anyone who wasn't just so cronyismed out with his hires he i mean it was all people that he felt like made sense instead of who would be friends with everybody. So, yeah. I mean, he's got to hire a bunch of people until his like six kids get of age where they could be coaches just like Bill Belichick does. So, um, 
but I don't know. I, I, I think I would be interested to see uh, a, a defense under different leadership. I would love to keep Wink Martindale, but I'm not too sure that'll happen. I think Kafka might be a, I think we really did well to get him his incorporation of like the Kansas city, um, you know, that whole offensive plan the I think was, was a great combination to mix with, with Dable and to really get everything we can out of him. Um, I'd like to see that in year two, but uh, it's crazy that he's this close to landing it in, in Arizona after one year of coordinating. Can I, can I ask you a question related to that? Because why is Mike Kafka being a one year offensive coordinator, you know, in the front runner for being a head coach in the NFL while his boss, Eric B in Kansas city has been the chief's offensive coordinator since 2018. They've never, you know, they've won at least 12, 12 games every time he's been their offensive coordinator. Why is he not in the front runner for this Cardinals head coaching job right now? It's very perplexing. Has he even interviewed anywhere? Well, I guess not, they can't. Not that I've the... read. No, not, no, not, I've, well, they, not they're, year, they're interviewing the uh, the Eagles offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's right. So they, I, that's what I thought too, but he can be interviewed. He just he, hasn't been. He, I mean, the last couple of years, he's been interviewing every single offseason and been turned down, more or less. For, is he, like, very not cool or something? Is he is he not personable? Is he like Josh McDaniels? I've, or... Everything I've read about him is positive. I've never read a negative thing about him. Players like to, to play for him. That's yeah. For sure. He certainly I mean, must the know the Andy Reid offense front and back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's inexplicable, right? Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, well, I don't get it. Well, well I mean – there's all sorts of problems with the NFL and you know, that. Uh... I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm, I'm sure race has something to do with it. It always does. But I mean, it's just odd to me that, you know, you're going to take a guy who is the protege of a guy way more experienced and then, you know, take him to be your head coach yeah. when he, two years ago, he wasn't a quarterback's coach, you know? Yeah. It, it's just a weird, you know, and I, I think we made the joke like, you know, when he was getting considered to getting hired for some of these positions, like, you know, some stupid franchise like the Raiders will, will hire him. I mean, are the Cardinals that stupid? I don't know. I guess they took a flyer on Cliff Kingsbury too. And that didn't work out for them. So, yeah. I mean, learn from the past. You're trying to get these young, you know, guys up and coming, but maybe you need to take a step back and get something more established going, especially for someone with maturity problems like your quarterback has. Yeah. Yeah. Say the least. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to lose either, but I think I'd rather keep Kafka. I think I'm with Dan. I think that, you know, there are, you know, I think there are guys out there that will come in and and young guys on defense. Like I like Gerard Mayo a lot. He was a great player. He's with the Patriots. You know, their defense was somewhat suspect last year, but you know, Belichick knows defense. He learned from him. I I think people could step in uh, defensive side of the ball and, and keep up with what's going on. I think that the the Giants offense has really been the issue the past few years. So if we can keep some more consistency with the offense, even though, you know, obviously it's going to be Dable's program most of the way, but you know, consistency and coordinators is something Daniel Jones hasn't necessarily had. And he is looking, you know, like he's making a leap. So I think sustaining, you know, that, would be better for the Giants, but you know, at the end of the day, there's not much they can do about it. So, well, I mean, we we can keep maybe it you in- hire Eric Bieniemy to be your offensive coordinator if Kafka leaves, like- or, or or just keep it super in house. I mean, you saw what happened this past weekend. Eli's ready to you, go. I, people are actually bringing that up like it's. Oh, a- stop it! I was kidding. I was- no, but no, but I'm saying I think people are actually like suggesting it in in like an unironic way. Oh, stop! Really? I haven't. I seen remember. That. 
after Daniel I mean, Jones Ian rookie year, something about it. Was so, that no, a joke? After after Daniel Jones rookie year, they interviewed Eli after he retired, and he's like, "What did you what did, what did you learn from this year?" He's like, "I learned that I never want to be a coach." Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. no, he's doing so well, like just being funny. Yeah. Also, I mean, don't think he'd be a good going. coach either. No, no, Probably I don't. Not. <laughs> Probably not. He definitely doesn't want to work. You know. Well, you know what? Twenty hour if days. I, if I if I took anything away from from that Pro Bowl uh, experience was uh, the satisfaction of how pissed off Peyton was that he lost to his brother. He he was yeah. legitimately pissed off towards the. I mean, the end of the game was it was a you know a farce, but you know. Did you actually watch it? I watched um, bits and pieces. I wanted to watch more of the actual game. What they did is they mixed in all those like weird uh, like circuit games that are all like the uh i don't know what you want to call them like they were doing weird stuff like like pushing stuff you do at field day in yeah yeah elementary school which was fine but like i wanted to see the actual flag football and and you know what it was it was entertaining enough i thought it was kind of interesting that you know quarterbacks had a a radio in their ear and the plays were being called in from the sideline i thought i thought that was kind of cool hey it's a hell of a lot better than the pro bowls have been for the last 20 years so i was i was cool with it do you want to know my favorite part of the Pro Bowl? Um, I, I had it on because I was folding laundry. And there was, Perfect. you know, so it was great. So uh, there was a period where the announcers just started talking about how much fun they were having. Yeah. And how much fun the audience was having and how much fun the players were having. And I'm like, you know, this shit is boring when the announcers are like trying to convince <laughs> you that it isn't boring. And like, you know what? Was, really what the culmination of it, of, of it was for me, how piss poor it was, was that that catch the competition between uh, mm. Amon Ra, St. Brown and Stefan Diggs where they were like, you know, trying to do some sort of dunk contest thing. And it was just a complete failure. It just was absolute failure. It was, it was so entertaining. The only good part was when Pete Davidson gave like Stefan Diggs a 69 and yeah. just had this look at this. <laughs> why, why am I here right now? Like, what well, I don't, what, I don't know anything about football. Wait, wait, uh, he, he, what did he do after he gave him the 69? Did he score his catch or? <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure he's Eskimo brothers with half the dudes there. So, oh Jesus! Oh, that, maybe that was a bad one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Pro Bowl. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess this format fun. is better. Yeah, because the other the, what they were doing before was just stupid. It, uh-huh. it wasn't at all interesting. At least lean into the idea that it's silly. Like before it was like, no, put on your pads and play football. No one was actually going to do it. Why would you put your body on the line? It no. makes no sense. You know, I, I'm with you. Like, yeah, the guys don't want to do it. It's a different era. It's, it, I think it's a welcome change. I think they could tweak it and make it better, but yeah, this is, I, the, I, this is the right thing to do. The, the, there was like no blocking allowed at all, which was interesting. So like even the guy who snapped it had to, to kneel down and like be out of the play, which was uh, odd. I thought, at least maybe try like let that person get in the way of, of blitzers, but it was like no free blitzers all the, you know, at, at their will, and then you had to scramble. There's to make very specific passes. rules. You have to be like seven yards from the line of scrimmage if you're blitzing, I believe. Yeah. And those refs were taking it really serious, right? Uh-huh. Which actually was also pretty funny. Like, you know, they're calling like a legal shift in a yeah. flag football game. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> Like no, they these guys just learn the rules of this game too. Maybe take it a little easy. Like yeah, this is for fun. <laughs> you know what I would have liked to see? I would like to see them play like basketball, and or mm. or like you know we always say like imagine these guys playing soccer. Sure. Like watching Stefan Diggs play soccer would be it sick. Would probably bad. 
I feel like fun. the NFL would never go for that, but yeah. it would be fun. They're yeah. trying to grow the sport in Europe, man. I, I bet if I was a European dude, I'd be mm. interested to see that. Interesting. I don't know. Um, I would love to see that, but I feel like the NFL is going to be like, our all-star game is a basketball game? Like, yeah. You know what? I, know. You know, I actually got a better idea. Instead of doing these games, you know what they should do? Is the draft. Right then. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so we don't have to wait. <laughs> Just... Yeah. You know, I, I missed uh, – there was – I guess they, they split the main game into three games, uh, and I missed the first one. I think that's when uh, Dexter Lawrence and Saquon played, so I, I, I didn't even – so convoluted and stupid. What, the whole experience? <laughs> they split the game into, th- into three games. Well, they did it like a table structure, like in, like in soccer. You, each event was a different point uh, amount, yeah. and the game was just another one of those. So yeah. – uh, I mean, they did two halves for all three of the games, yeah. so there's like. I also not... don't think Dexter Lawrence's skills translate to uh, flag, football. flag football. Yeah, <laughs> unless he was he throwing was, uh, the ball. He was good when they were doing like that sled pulling. Mm, they, that I was hope the so. only time in the <laughs> NFC won. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then yeah. the announcer was like, "Dexter Lawrence is the largest person at the Pro Bowl." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "I want that's what that's what I want to hear, man." Yeah, I love he's a that. giant. Yeah. Love that. I saw a nice video with him and his uh, nephew. And his nephew was like a big Justin Jefferson fan. He yeah. got to meet him. That was cute. He was real happy. They did the gritty, whatever that is. Well, by the way, where does that come from? Where does that, where does that originate? Um, no idea. I, but I, I, I don't know. I, good. I'm so happy neither of you know the answer to this. I, it, it, I don't know. It could be from a song. I don't know. But I do have to say something about Dexter that I, I think is, is interesting. And I don't know if this is like a fad, but... Did you see the pictures of him walking around with the tiny little old school video camera like from 15 years ago? Like not using his phone for, for videos. He had his own little Sony thing. Like I haven't seen it since like high school era. And I'm like, why? What are people using old school video apparatuses again? And like that's the cool thing to do. I don't know. It was very strange. Maybe if you're doing like a like a constant filming sort of thing yeah, I mean, you can't maybe. just hold your phone all day it sounds annoying yeah who knows i don't oh. know much about what's cool um i don't know who did the halftime show of the pro bowl either but they did did that song i know one, oh, new one of the songs um, ray 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 Sh- 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 uh Sh- Sh- yeah the stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in arizona there's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And that's what I'm doing this weekend, all parlays, all same-game parlays. Um, I'm going to, you know, bet on the Gatorade color. And if Rihanna, um, you know, maybe she'll have some cleavage. Uh, maybe that'll be a prop bet. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, you know, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 in Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. The Gritty Dance was originally invented by Louisiana's Alan Davis, a friend of former LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase, who wanted to create a rhythmic dance after he was inspired by the Nene craze in the mid-2010s. Oh, so it it, it does have origins in football. I like that. At LSU, nonetheless, where all three of them went to school. Justin Jefferson went to LSU? Oh, yeah. He did? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. 
Yeah, it's just wide receiver you now. Good for that, man. Yeah, they're pumping out some uh, talent out of that. Yeah, no, that no goal, quarterbacks huh? besides uh, Burrow. Joey but... B. But, you know, he's he looks poised to be, you know, top top three quarterback for, you know, yeah. next decade or so. Yeah, what was it? I about? hope so, too. I like I like Joe Burrow. Me, too. I, I, I didn't like he's how people were, were, you know, doing the whole uh, cigar thing after they lost, like rubbing it into his face. It's like, all right, guys, enough. Like, he's going to come like back s- and – Biting his style, smoking yeah. a cigar, like you know, Sorry big, for having big a personality. Deal. But they People were smoking cigars, you but know. They like, were doing it to like you know, like say, "Screw you, Joe Burrow." Yeah, I saw, like, I saw Pat Mahomes' dad smoking yes. the cigar. Yep. Oh, by the way, Pat Mahomes' dad looks funny. like oh. I want to have a beer with that guy because he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's he's a former Met, you know. Oh, really? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, baseball former baseball player. Yeah. You know who I don't want to have a beer with is Travis Kelsey, the most uh, unfunny dude. I've encountered. I think he's brain dead. He's cringe. The, the man. fact that there were so many tweets after that saying uh, uh, Burrow had my ass, like it was like a funny thing. Like people were amazed. Like he said that. Did you see like Twitter after that? No, no. I didn't even know what that, what, what happened? What was that? Oh, when they're interviewing Pat Mahomes after the game, like Kelsey comes on screen and just like, Burrow had my ass. Like, like talking stuff, like talking. Trash oh, I did. Uh, yeah, I did see him. And everyone, like on social Come media, up to the mic like, and then I turn it off because yeah. I hate him. Just not, not, not. You could be more funny than that. that I think he's funny. stupid. I think and then I, he I, did like a, a rock impersonation after the game too, yeah. as well. Which everyone he called him jabronis. Hey, and you know what the biggest shame is? His brother's a lot cooler than he is, and he's on the team that I I can't stand. So it's it's a big bummer. You know what? What round they drafted? Um, what's his name? Other Kelsey, Jason. Uh, Jason Kelsey, uh, a third or fourth, I think. Sixth, Seven. sixth, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nice. he is the second highest or the highest rated center in the NFL. And you know who the mm. second highest rated center in the NFL is? Your boy Creed Humphrey, mm. the chief center, of course. Yeah. So that just goes to show you what you should invest your money in the offseason, which is not it not is interior offensive line, yeah, and not running back. But mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about Jones yeah, and Saquon yet. today. Not we're not, not we're not we're not we're not there. We don't we don't yeah. need to talk about it. Um you know what I do want to talk about is a lot of this wide receiver trading talk yeah. that's out there in the in the ether and the Twitter sphere. Yeah. Because I think people are somehow convinced that the Giants need to make one move to be successful and are willing to give up, you know, first round pick for you know, um, T. Higgins is the guy I've heard the most, and uh, Brandon Ayuk as well. Did I pronounce his name right? It's a little fucky at the end, but Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk. I, Ayuk. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how, how would you yeah. say it? I, I, yeah. Ayuk, I think is right. Yeah, yeah, Ayuk, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Michael Pittman. I've seen Deontay Johnson too. Uh, I don't Michael know. Pittman. I haven't seen that one. That's yeah. Uh, I just think, like you know, Dan, you made a really good point. I think you know, maybe a year ago about the bills and how they built a competent roster and then went out and felt the need to part with your luxury. I mean, Mm -hmm. with, you know, your, your first round pick for your luxury wide receiver. And I just don't think the giants are there yet. And it's not, it's not a good move for them right now. Yeah, no, no. I'd say lean into the draft on that one. And maybe if you get like a a mid to low level uh, free agent flyer kind of situation when, yeah, you know, Slayton probably goes. So there's going to be a lot of movement too. I don't remember when, but in the off season, when when people don't get 
you know, unrestricted free agent or restricted free agents become unrestricted and people get cut. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of things that happen and change there. I do appreciate that. At least they're talking about like young wide receivers where, you know, I could stomach trading the first round pick for T Higgins because he's 24 and he'll be around for a while, a while, but again, I'm reticent to select to have someone like him because he's playing alongside Jamar chase and, who knows, you know, how much that frees him up to do what he does. Uh, I think he's, I think he's very good, but um, yeah, I agree. I, I'd rather take shots in the draft. I like Brandon. Ayuk. I'd be much more inclined to take him for, you know, trading a second round pick mm-hmm. and having getting Brandon. Ayuk in the second round. That'd be jackpot. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but parting with a first round pick for whoever's out there right now, I think we have, again, I think Joe Shane is a little too prudent for that at this stage of the game. And there's so many other needs. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's becoming silly season and it's, it, we're already there and it's not even the Super season. Bowl. It's really it. I mean, I mean, like it's funny that T Higgins, T Higgins, everyone's T Higgins. I'm like, you know, I don't know the Bengals organization inside and out or anything like, you know, the giants, but if I'm the Bengals and I am basically a Super Bowl contender, even though T Higgins is on the last year of his deal, he was a second round pick. So he doesn't have fifth yeah. year option. Like why are you breaking up your offense when you are, you know, poised to possibly win the Super Bowl next year? I don't think they should make him available. And if they do, I think it's silly. Um, an extra first round pick is awesome for a guy who may or may not walk because, you know, they're gonna have to pay Burrow and chase. So they're probably not going to be able to afford him, but you know, you need to put your best foot forward next year and try and win the Super Bowl. And you're not yeah. trading, you know, your number two receiver. And then at the same token, like you trade a first round pick for this guy. And then, you know, as soon as he comes on your team, you're going to pay him, you know, Kenny Galladay money, if not yeah. more. So it's not really, you know, and, and if the Bengals aren't going to re-sign him anyway, because they can't afford it, why don't you just go after him free agency a year later and save your first round pick? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, the Giants are, I don't think we're, we're, you know, expecting to win the Super Bowl again, you know, next year. You know, let let the uh, you know the Twitter talking heads run their mouths. You know, Joe Shane knows what's really good. He's not going to be springing for silly trades right now. He's not. Yeah. He's still building. I mean, he there was a quote that I, I saw the other day that at this point last year he was drinking from a fire hose. That's what he felt like. Yeah, Which, for sure. Th- thanks, Dave. You you really set him up to to really be struggling from the get go. And and. Further to that, he was just like, I think we're feeling pretty good right now with what we did in our first year. I think that's a stepping stone, uh, you know, a building platform, and it's only up from here. And that means don't expect any crazy moves. You're you're just not going to get them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know. Yeah, and shut up with the DeAndre Hopkins stuff. Oh, I actually yes. wanted to ask, I mean, you know, what, what do you think his market value is? Oh, probably. Do you think you good. could trade a trade a like a fourth or fifth round pick for him at this point. I feel like you might be able to. I think so. Because the injuries. Yeah. He's old, I guess. But he when he was healthy, he was really good. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know what his, his market value is, but what if I told everybody back? A little technical yeah. difficulty. Never right. went anywhere. Oh, I was I was gone. Oh. I'm back. Anyway, I just said thirty million dollars. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, wide receivers and feeling old, uh, AJ Green retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was great for a while on the Bengals. Too bad he, uh, you know, literally 
the season he left that team and went to the Cardinals was the season they went to the Super Bowl, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Feel, I feel for people like that yeah. uh, in their careers. Um, Good player, but though. what if Hopkins was willing to, you know, restructure that deal? He's got to have two seasons left in him. I might, I might do that if if you could bring his cap number down and the asking price is a fourth or fifth round pick. That's yeah, the that, only sort of trade I could imagine them doing. Yeah, that that makes sense. That's that's team friendly and it gives him a shot at uh, you know one final send off kind of situation. Yeah, that's okay. That I would entertain that sort of thing, mid to late picks and and restructuring. That otherwise, no. Those those uh, front end picks have to be. Uh, uh, kept for linemen and uh, probably wide receiver. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even. I haven't done enough uh, off season research to know like kind of who's out there in the wide receiver market right now. But I'd imagine most of the good guys will get gobbled up by the, their uh, teams around right now. As Man, is, uh, usually it must what be happens. the theme of the episode. You really haven't done your research, huh? <laughs> I never. I've never done my research. <laughs> So many people on the internet have said, you didn't do your research. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. I haven't been watching YouTube because I got a job. Yeah, I got to pay some bills, man. I'm not like my dad who's retired who can sit around and watch YouTube videos all day. You know, whatever this algorithm does to your brain, I don't know. It's not good, though. No, it's not. Just like what Twitter is trying to do to me. (laughs) Libs of, have you seen this? Libs of TikTok? No. uh, No. Twitter, by the way? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like this woman who's like obsessed with taking pictures of like teachers on Halloween and then pretending that that's how they dress all the time. Oh my God. And telling you to homeschool your kids. Oh, (laughs) Oh God. Got it. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. And, and you know, the comments are just like gold. It's sort of like, how do you have the time? to spend on Twitter and like argue with people about these things. It just makes me laugh. I don't know. It's the funny, it, funny world we live in, isn't it? it? It's getting funnier by the day. And I think we're feeling by funny. I don't mean funny, not funny at all. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Actually. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, you know, a lot of these like sort of media illiterate people were born in a generation where the internet wasn't so readily available mm. where you're like more, keen on believing sort of the things you see in the news yeah. because that's what was on TV. That's all there is. And then all of a sudden now you're unable to sort of differentiate between the misinformation and the real information. I feel like our generation, we grew up with the internet, you know, we know these things. It's still weird. It's still weird for us though, because we're on that, that fringe of like, yeah, we were the first to like be there all the time, but now it's starting to enter its next and even third levels of what it was when we were, you know, 15, 14 years old, and it's just getting stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still get all my news from Rotten.com, baby. That's all nice. I need. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah, I'm on Drudge Report. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything else today? I mean, who are we rooting for in the Super Bowl? I never asked okay. you that. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> I mean, thank, oh. thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up because I did want to talk about this. I wanted, um, obviously, it's the Chiefs. But I want to actively root for uh, Kadarius Tony to a not be healthy enough to play, and if he does play, then get knocked out and injured horribly during the game. 
I'd like I'd like Kadarius and James Bradbury to just run head first, helmet to helmet at each other. First play of the game, they're both out, and I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, Pat. I can't yep. believe I'm rooting for Patrick Mahomes. Yep, the uh, new Patriots, as I like to call them. Mm. But you can't you can't let the Eagles, you know, sneak up, start sneaking up on those Super Bowl wins because that's it's no. kind of all we have on them the last. Uh, last couple uh yeah. decades i mean they've got they've got some some ways to to go but uh yeah let's keep yeah. them from uh has got a long hey, way to hey. go <laughs> underwater um so what they should probably do is turn into the new uh 90s but the 90s no the now version of the 90s bills go to as many super bowls as you want never win one i don't care four mm-hmm. in a row yeah that was a Sorry. wow what well, imagine being a bills fan in that stretch uh, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Real rough. And yeah, then they were just were like good. terrible until they drafted Josh Allen. I, you kind of fall off a cliff after a while. It's like, Oh, we got to the super bowl again. Oh, we didn't win again. All right. Then this is, then people get fed up and pissed off and it's Buffalo. It's, it's almost like you didn't want to get there at all to lose like, and then lose four times. And it's then almost put, like you had to lose in the wild card round four years in a row. And, and then poor Jim Kelly and his whole experience the last Oh yeah, that's a bummer for Jim yeah, Kelly. Not great, not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Chiefs. Uh, I. It's going to be weird. It's going to be tough because it's clear that the Eagles are the better team. But it's mm. just such. Well, mm, yeah, it is at this mm. point with the way it's all kind of. Yeah, I guess like they're well Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want it to be the Chiefs, but it's just any offense with a healthy Pat Patrick Mahomes is the best offense in the. Well, NFL. that's the question, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Well, we'll see if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to do a little gambling, I think. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the, a Chiefs victory. By how much? It's going to be a very close game. I actually think it's going to be a good game. Um, and I do hope that, I think, you know, what was it, the AFC Championship game? The Chiefs had, Juju was out. Um, mm. Who else was out? Um, Kelsey was was out. Um, Darius was out, basically. I who cares about him? Like, who, oh no, like, uh, who, who's the other guy? Like, oh, Nicole Hardman was yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, so they had like Sky Moore and, and uh, MVS. And MVS had a great game. That's just, and Patrick Mahomes is beat up. So I think, you know, the Chiefs has a lot of playmakers. If Mahomes, you know, is healthier, which he has to be, it's two weeks removed, um, I think they have a great shot. And I think they're going to expose an Eagles defense that is not as good as people think they are. I, I like that. And I feel like it's not being talked about enough. And I know it, like he wouldn't make it a big deal, but I feel like it's hard, hard pressed not to talk about. I mean, this is the Andy Reed bowl. This is the Eagles, Andy Reed chiefs bowl. It's weird. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird situation. You know, I never like, even thought about that storyline until you just brought it up. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's been so long since he was there. Uh, it almost feels like he wasn't there in, in the first place. And all we knew in the 2000s mm-hmm. was him in green. So yep. it's a strange situation. And frankly, I don't even hate the guy anymore mm-hmm. at all. I never hated Andy Reid. I always liked his offense. I, you yeah. know, when the Giants used to play the Eagles and, you know, Brian Westbrook, they never ran the ball. They were just running yeah. like swing passes to Westbrook constantly. And it was just working, working, working. You know, it was just interesting, you know, in offense that sort of was, would wear you down over time. Yeah. As opposed to kind of what they run now, which is just a big play offense, which is, you know, the most exciting offense to watch in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say. But yeah, yeah. I think it's you know, basically I just hope it's a it's a fun game to watch. And uh are, are, gonna are have you, some beer. And are you, are you excited and for uh for, for bad girl Riri for uh Actually, yes. 
I am. Yeah, I don't. I know. like Rihanna. I do like uh, Rihanna. I think it might blow. I uh, I I was uh, intoxicated after our staff party the other night, and I listened to the entire "This Is Rihanna" playlist on Spotify. Okay, how? What do you think? Yeah, she's great. <laughs> I mean, you know, the production is just incredible. Oh, yeah, obviously. Um, Umbrella is a great it's, song. It's pop music. I mean, yeah. you, you got to know what you're listening to. I'm not going to like go out of my way to listen to Rihanna all the time, but you know, every once in a while, you sprinkle in a couple Rihanna songs into your mix. I think it's a good idea. You know, she's going to pull out some randos too. There's always those guest appearances of people you wouldn't expect. Like uh, Steven Tyler is going to come out of nowhere for oh, no God. good reason. Do you know what the best Rihanna song is? It's called Hard featuring Young Jeezy. And that's it's just Young Jeezy should come out and do that song with her because that would be cool. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Cool. I'm, I'm, I would be remiss not to mention this. I watched the Grammys last night and there was the whole section about 50 years of hip hop and Too Short was on it. And I was pumped up. I know. Awesome. I couldn't I believe it. that, dude. It was I mean, great. Too, short is, Too Short is iconic. It was he more looked, so than people he, realize. He is one of the first hip hop hip hop artists who did it, like an album or recording. Like he's a, he's an OG. Yeah. Even though the content of his lyrics is just like <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever. I mean, yeah. I liked. Uh, I saw too. You know, they had like a image in the background. I saw Aesop Rock on there. I saw really? Atmosphere on there. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Pretty I missed cool. that. I'll send you a still of it when uh, we're done with this. Please um, do. It, it was great. That was. It was all totally curated by uh, by Questlove and and Black uh, Black Thought started it, which was cool. It was like I, a didn't, total, I didn't watch that part. It was um, a, it was a whole roots production and with everybody involved. It was wild. I mean, maybe I'll watch it on YouTube. Um, was, my favorite part was like was, uh, fifteen minutes. I watched. I only watched a little bit of it, but uh, I turned it on like right during the Sam Smith performance, mm. and I I started watching it and I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard this song a few times. It's kind of cool, kind of dark beat, you know, yeah, whatever. And then kind of halfway to the song, I was like, oh conservatives aren't really going to like this are no, they no. and then this morning i see that uh ted cruz is uh very upset no about it and the, the devil worship yeah cool <laughs> great snowflake well that was the point you just totally missed it you moron that was the point he was doing that to make you mad you stupid person but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, what else? That's it? I, good to I, go? Yeah, I think we're good. I could talk about Ted Cruz for a while. <laughs> yeah. got, a lot of, pod. got a lot of pent-up anger right now. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, please follow Big B United on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, BBU Podboys with a Z on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN when you sign up. And don't forget to check out asobubottle.com that is asobubottle.com Dan you pronounced it better than I did Asobu asobubottle.com I really need to like get a speech there (laughs) this is not working out (laughs) 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 alright everybody do your research have a good night do your research